Hello, this is Trask Olgo, Ensign on the Indar Spire, and I am from Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic adaptation. You're listening to the Old Republic Podcast. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating review, and Brian and Cassia will feature it on the pod. Now, enjoy the show. For the Republic. We are the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars under the Twin Suns. This is where the fun begins. everyone today we have a pretty exciting episode coming to you in the world of knights of the old republic uh today we're going to be talking with one of the voice actors uh who's going to be portraying karth in the unreal cinema kotor you know film going on you know we talked with scott uh back in episode 70 to talk a little bit about the project and uh how that had you know kind of changed or what he was hoping to do going forward with it and then we had uh daniel hodge on on episode 107 uh you know to talk a little bit about his portrayal of malik but today we are joined by martin who is going to be playing uh the role of karth in this uh adaptation for kotor so martin welcome to the podcast thanks for coming on thank you so much for having me of course. Thank you so much for coming on to join us. How are you doing today, Martin? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, we are do- we are doing great, and we are loving uh, what we're seeing. You know, from Scott and uh, you know the whole team, all your voice actors, everything from the Unreal Cinema Kotor adaptation. Uh, so just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the trailer was released for the first section. Um, and it is going to be called The Spire, um, and you should be able to watch that on uh, YouTube now. That should be available for everyone. So we thought what we would kind of do before we, you know, get into, you know, a little bit more of the background uh, with Martin and, you know, voice acting and uh, the role of Karth, all that good stuff. We thought what we would do first is we would go ahead and cue this up and watch the trailer, do a little little bit of a reaction, talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the trailer, um, and then we'll, you know, dive more into the episode. So um, if everyone has their... Uh, you know, their video pulled up, we can do a little countdown. And then if you're uh, listening along at home, if you want to watch along with us to kind of get our feedback or, you know, make sure you check this out on, on your own on the Unreal Cinema page. Uh, but uh, if that sounds good to everyone, let's uh, do a countdown and we'll get this thing uh, started up here. Yep, I'm ready. All right. Well, if everyone has their um, their video loaded up, it's uh, just a little over a minute here. Um, so let's uh, going to count down three, two, one, punch it, chewy, and then we will hit play and we will watch along. So three, two, one punch it punch chewy. chewy. Alright, we got the uh, Unreal Cinema logo there. I think this is a great uh, starting shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Darth Brandon. Just kidding, it's Brandon. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Trask, our lord and savior. That's right. We've got Trask (laughs) there, played by our friend uh, Marcus Mosley. Lieutenant Saren. I really love kind of the atmosphere of this. It looks really good, I think. It's very dark. Mm -hmm. Oh, and there we got, there we have Karth, the orange jacket. Martin, go Martin. That's right. He looks uh-huh. a bit like a... I love this teaser. 
Yeah. Yeah. The Spire. Looks epic. And yeah, look. c- congrats to you and to uh, all the voice actors and uh, people animating behind the scenes. It looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm I'm really in love with it. I think, uh, you know, the dark style, the gritty, it's it's essentially something that you won't see from Disney Star Wars. So yeah. I really love that, uh, you know, it gets that feel. Yeah, it's a different type of story in my mind. And I guess like all of us sometimes see Knights of the Old Republic different, but to me it is kind of a little bit more of a high-stakes story. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like a different era than normal Star Wars, which I think could be cool, you know? And one question I for sure wanted to ask is, uh, what do you think Karth's uh, orange jacket symbolizes? Oh, okay. Uh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I must say, uh, I, it just feels like uh, Republic soldiers also have orange armor, mostly. Uh, so it just kind of feels like he has his own version of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, in his downtime. Judy He's honor. still a Republic soldier. That's, you know, that's his thing. Yeah, absolutely. I always like to imagine that he wears the orange jacket because it matches the Evan Hawk later, but... Yeah. I think, um... That would be funny. I think in the comics, he finds... He, he gets the jacket for the first time, right? Uh, I believe so, because I think when we first yeah. meet him in the comics he's wearing, it's almost like a trench coat kind of thing, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I think he was wearing the orange jacket underneath it, so I'm like, wow, he's probably really hot. But uh, then I think he ditched the trench coat, you know, and just had his orange jacket. So It is, it is. Orange is a good pilot color, so. Well, yeah, so we we watched the the episode one uh, teaser trailer here, uh, which is pretty awesome. We watched the Malik short film. Um, We did a little, uh, you know, watch along and recap of that over on our um, Patreon. But yeah, very excited to see episode one, uh, you know, kind of some bits of it coming out here and definitely excited to have uh, Martin on to uh, speak with us today. Um, so let's um, get into maybe kind of your background a little bit. Uh, Martin, was voice acting something that you had had done before or is this kind of your first foray into it with the Unreal Cinema team or uh, what's your background with the... Um, yeah, with voice acting, how did we get into that? Um, well, I have uh, actually have about uh, 12 years of experience in theater. Uh, okay. So I do have some, some background in, uh, in acting. But I never really got around to voice acting. I did want to. But mm-hmm. eventually I saw this project come around. And I was like, I, I have to audition. So... My mic uh, was also very, very overdue. So every everyone I would speak with was very pleased with my new purchase. But I had mm. to get a new mic. I had to just get into it. And uh, I did in time um, before the auditions. And uh, yeah, I still used that same mic because I was like instantly, I got to get the highest I can possibly use right now. Mm-hmm. Just I went, I went all in basically the moment i saw the uh, unreal cinema i was like yeah i got it 100 percent for this oh yeah for sure for sure yeah and that that makes a big difference but i'm 
I'm excited that you were, you know, you found this project and, you know, you got really excited for it. So was um, the Unreal Cinema, the KOTOR adaptation, was that something you were following along with, like prior to, you know, when Scott put out the casting call for the voices? Were you were you kind of oh, keeping yeah, up on this? Way pro- before. This way okay. before. I think um, I wasn't the first to join the Discord, but I was one of the first. So I think, oh, I can actually look this up. I think I joined like one year and four four months ago, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, no, that would be the start of the server. Okay, so uh, in six days would mark one year and two months. And, oh, okay. And uh, I found the Discord only after a few months because the Discord was well hidden back in the day. Mm. Um, so I think I, I joined up around the release of the... Uh, Trask is back in my Kotor adaptation or the I'm adapting Star Wars Kotor in Unreal Engine. Oh, very cool, very cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've kind of been keeping our eye on it from the beginning, and I remember when um, the, like, the casting call, you know, for the auditions for the voice actors went out, and I remember, um, you know, kind of that, uh, like, introductory video that Scott put together with all of the, all of the cast. I remember how exciting that was, you know, getting to see everyone, and, you know, everyone looked so excited to, to be a part of it, and, you know, I'm, it's so awesome now that we're we're finally getting it. You know, we saw the the Malik kind of short film uh, back, you know, around Christmas time, and then you know we're getting mm-hmm. this this first episode out. So, what is the? So you mentioned you, you know you had to you got the you got the good microphone you know for the audition to to get in. What was that process like? Um, you know, getting your stuff submitted to to Scott, and uh, how did that you know kind of go? It, uh, it was interesting because. Um... Uh, well, at the time, I was already modding for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously, we still followed the regular procedures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was already modding for him, so I knew Scott a little more than the other applicants. Um, unfortunately, he had to stay all professional, so he wouldn't tell <laughs> me what he was looking for for Karth, unfortunately. Right. So... Uh, yeah, but basically, yeah. just the normal procedures, you know, you're one of the, one, I think, 850 people auditioning. Oh, wow. And then, okay. you know, you get an email back, wow. you made it to the callbacks, and then you're like, awesome. But then, you know, you don't know how many people made it to the callbacks. So you're like, okay, mm-hmm. so how many people am I still competing against? And how many people of those are going for Karth? Um, at, at first, I didn't think many would try it for Karth, but apparently he was, a lot of people, yeah, he was very popular, which was surprising, because I don't recall Karth ever being a popular character. <laughs> like, he was... I think people like to tease Karth, like, kind of tease about mm-hmm. the character, because, like, he just has that iconic smile at the end of Knights of the Old Republic, and... People are always like, he doesn't want to talk uh, about it, but sometimes it's like, you don't want to talk about it. Like, I yeah, understand. No. The, the things he's been through, I I, I don't know if I would want... I, I would not want to talk about it with a person I just met. That's that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, so, so that's awesome. So you went through kind of the casting uh, process. Now, were you auditioning specifically for Karth, or were you... Um, were, you, were there other characters you were maybe interested in playing? Or uh, was Karth, Karth one? Karth was the one that Martin was going to go for. 
Um, a bit of both, because I just want any part, just mm -hmm. any part in the show. So I would have been happy with anything, even uh, like a s minor character. But in the end, yeah. I decided to audition for uh, specifically Karth and Evren, if my if I am correct. Maybe I did one more. Um, but I did try and record myself some HK lines, some Candace lines, even Jolie, uh, one line. But uh, mm -hmm. I decided, nah, that's, you know, <laughs> that's not, there's, there's no way that this would ever, you know, w would work. So I decided to go for Avrin, for Karth, and I just put all my uh, effort into those two. And okay. then a little bit more into yeah. Karth. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, just kind of the little snippet we've heard here in um, this this trailer, I think you, you're you definitely nailing it. And, um, you know, kind of the look and the feel and the sound of Karth, um, you know, it really, you know, that's kind of what I have in, in my mind when I when I think of, you know, kind of a, a more quote unquote live action uh, representation of that character. So that's that's really cool. Um, now awesome. you mentioned Thank that. You. Yeah, of course. Now you mentioned you were um, you know, following along with this project from the start which leads me to believe and i could i could be way off base here but um it leads me to believe that you were a fan of knights of the old republic um, oh yeah. you know coming into it <laughs> you can say that again <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome awesome so uh martin why don't you tell us a little bit about you know how you uh, how you got into the into the game knights of the old republic and you know into the world and you know started uh getting into that stuff uh well kotor um it's basically the very first game I ever played. Okay. Uh, so the story is its quite funny, actually. Um, at the library uh, in our town, or, well, city, it's a bit, it's a bit in between. But uh, back in the old day, you used to have those uh, library games that you could borrow. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you, you know, at the time... That would be a huge thing. You would have four or five discs and just go through the entire installation process. Right. Uh, so that's that was actually my first uh, playthrough on a borrowed thing from the library. Um, at the time, I, I think I was five or, or six. My English was very poor, so I had mm. to get my dad for several occasions to get just get me through the game. Which was even worse for Kotor 2, because I I can still remember so much I can get yeah, <laughs> the part in the um or maybe maybe that was now I'm confused no that was Dux Duxon I think Kotor one the yeah 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 now I know I know when you open the star map on um uh no not Duxon no Damn no ah no. uh, uh, what's it called the the Wookie planet. The Wookiee planet. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Kashyyyk. So you have all those special questions where you have to be evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to get into it, yeah. So, yeah, to get into it. I, I was very... That took me hours. Like, I could not get past that, even with my father, because he obviously didn't have the context, so he was just guessing at some point. And he, eventually we would get through, but every playthrough, it was just guesswork. We just had to guess through it. Um, yeah, at least the first few. 
Yeah, no, that's that's um, fair because I have to guess my way through that section too. Um, you know, even just on my most <laughs> my most yeah. recent playthroughs, so I couldn't imagine, you know, as a as a non-native uh, you know English speaker being able to get through that. And at five years old, going through this game, that's amazing. Oh Martin. yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was so bad. Um, eventually, I was like a few years older, uh, and I was hanging out with a, a British guy. So at that point, I could actually uh, speak English properly. Semi-properly. Um, uh, and at the time, I was I didn't have any money because I was a kid. So mm. I only played free games. So I played uh, Roblox, stuff like that. But that was the only game at the time that I had ever purchased. That was the only paid game that I had. Even looking back at a few recordings I made back in the day, that was the very first game on my desktop. Just left, bo- left top, right there, just... It's, it's a very uh, for me. It's it's my favorite game ever, and probably mm-hmm. the most. Uh, I think it's basically shaped the way that I like to play games because I'm a big RPG fan, and anything mm-hmm. similar to to Kotor, I love. Yeah, that's aw- that's um, awesome, uh, Cassia. Do you remember the first video game that you ever played? <laughs> so I don't know for counting like. Uh, like Game Boy or because I I do remember I think the first video game I had was uh, the Pokemon oh, okay. Yellow mm-hmm. where you it's kind of like the red green and blue but it's yellow and you have mm-hmm. Pikachu and Pokemon was fun you know uh, but learning that like Pikachu will never work against like a boulder <laughs> type you know uh when you for your Mm -hmm. first gym so i kind of just was like really kind of just in boulder city i'm like i don't know what to do i can't win and then i was like oh i have to win with uh butterfree you know and just kind of i trained my uh pokemon like so long and and then, like, when it was, like, basically mm. a one-hit kill, and <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah. And for a while, I was kind of overpowered, but I didn't understand, like, so much about video games. I accidentally sold the Master. <laughs> That's and, relatable. Um, and then I saved it right after, because I'm like, well, I can't undo that. Then it's like I could have just turned it <laughs> off and not yeah. saved it. But alas, you get zero dollars. Oh, well, a friend of oh, mine caught a pitchy so. with it, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, see, now I, I, so my like introduction to video games were, was the same as you, Martin, we would, uh, you know, take video games out from the library, but, but my games were uh, like Nintendo games. So like, I don't know, like Super Mario 2 was what I was, I was running and Martin's over there, you know, doing the uh, D20 combat and changing up armor and uh, doing all this crazy stuff. So I feel like Martin is, was way advanced on the video games from, I, I from had what no you idea I what I was doing. <laughs> Well, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely glad that you you stuck with it then, and it must have left an impression on you. Oh yeah. Was Star Wars something you were interested in too, or was it like just this game? You just stumbled onto this game from the library and fell in love with it. I think mainly this uh, game. Unfortunately, my family isn't too big on Star Wars, so I never really uh, at that age got around to watching the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But when the prequels came out, I was one of the first people in the cinemas. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I, I think Revenge of the Sith is still uh, my favorite Star Wars movie to date. 
Such a good one. Uh, I skipped school, by which I mean I was uh, checked <laughs> out uh, a few minutes early from that, school, oh, that, I'll allow it. Uh, before the bell rang for the end of the day. And I saw that like opening day and just so much hype, you know, and like, I, I just love Revenge of the Sith. It's, it's like the perfect star wars story for for my tastes i think yeah it's yeah it's a good one emotionally yeah yeah it hits it hits properly yeah for sure it's a it's a good one and it's a it's a good introduction i think for uh for you to get into star wars so that's that's really cool too um let's talk a little bit more about the the voice acting aspect so you are uh you're portraying carth onassi um in the unreal cinema adaptation um and you mentioned that you you felt really, you know, kind of strongly about the about the character. Was Karth one of your favorite characters when you were playing the game, or did yeah. you have other favorite characters? Or nah, <laughs> just Karth basically. Uh, he, number one would be Karth, and okay. then number two would be Bastila, and then the rest kind of they were there. But you know, I enjoyed all of the characters, but easily top two Bastila, and then. At the top, Karth easily. Okay. Yeah, that that's really cool that uh, Karth is your favorite because sometimes I think Karth gets a bad rap, but I I always liked Karth and Bastila. I think like I always kind of like the yeah. main trio. Like it's hard because Revan has like kind of a nebulous character mm-hmm. sometimes, but uh, what I imagine Revan to be, uh, you know. Uh, kind of, k- kind of like bits of Han Solo, bits of Luke, bits of Count Dooku, you know, bits of its own character, kind of like Alexander the Great, <laughs> I guess, in in my in my view. Yeah. Uh, but Karth and Bastila, like just the main trio of Kotor, those are kind of my favorite characters. So same yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Car- and Karth has kind of a a tragic story. So it. Like you said, it's easy to kind of poke fun at him, you know, because he doesn't want to talk about it. And he has kind of that little like meme smile kind of thing, you know, at the end of the game that, that people will poke fun at. But I think that his story is really interesting. So I wanted to ask you, Martin, um, you said that, you know, he was your favorite character. Did you did you learn things about Karth kind of going through this process of voicing the character? Or, you know, now that you're you're older, um, can you appreciate parts of his story more than you did, um, you know, when you're first starting to get into KOTOR or? Um, I like, I always liked Karth and, um, before the auditions, I think, uh, a year before I found Unreal Cinema, I had recently done another playthrough. So I was, I was aware of his, uh, tragic, tragic, uh, backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the auditioning process, I actually listened to basically all of his lines, um, several times to get just you know his voice in my head uh, and to really get into his thoughts and I also wrote like a character summary stuff like that Um, so I think I'm able to get into the character more Mm -hmm. but my view of him hasn't changed dramatically okay that's um that's interesting that's really cool is that kind of a similar process you'd mentioned that you do um 
you know, some stage acting and, um, and things. Is that similar to what you do for, for other roles or was that, is this unique to kind of doing this voice role for Karth or? I think, um, definitely unique. Uh, cause a well, um, unique to, to the extent that I've done. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, at one point I was, uh, playing, uh, Troy from high school musical. Uh, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen high school musical, so, you know, I had to get up and actually watch High School Musical because I, you know, I, I'm playing Troy. I'm not, I can't not watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did watch that. But I, for Karth, I listened to all of his lines, like, I think seven, seven times, five to seven times. So that's like, wow. I think I listened to like, 12 plus hours of just Karth dialogue. Uh, so to that extent, no, I, I don't do that for stage plays. Um, but I do, of course, yeah. prep myself and prepare myself, read into the character, look at stuff that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I just went kind of overboard for this because I was, yeah. you know, my favorite character of my favorite game ever gets in a series and I get to audition for it. I mean, yeah, I know. I still can't believe it. We are (laughs) almost like a, no, it's been exactly a year, I think a few days ago. And it's, it's insane. I still can't believe it. Yeah. I'm so glad that worked out for you. One question I had is what similarities are there between Troy and Karth? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this this is going to this is going to be a uh, high school musical podcast now for the rest of the, oh, no. the rest of the show, I think. Uh, I can't complain too much. I did sing uh, some uh, car karaoke with uh with Marcus actually and um uh, a mod from the server in the well, she didn't partake, but uh, she was there. <laughs> <laughs> Some car karaoke from uh, like a bet on it and yeah. scream, you know, mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, okay, but the 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 similarities from Karth and Troy. Um. Uh, and then um, this goes to show that I I uh, didn't nearly do enough research on Troy. Uh. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, there's there's obviously plenty of similarities, but I'm 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 trying to find some good ones. Yeah. Now, now, Cassia, that's you put you put Martin on the spot with that question. Oh, so sorry. I feel like you you should probably have to answer that. What are what are your <laughs> <laughs> parallels of of uh, Troy and Karth? Um, I think that they're both kind of good, like team leaders, like. Uh... Because Troy is always like, we're all in this together. Orange isn't quite huh. Troy's color, but basketballs are orange, and Karth has an orange jacket. And mm, that is a link, yeah. Yeah, and whereas Troy is really good at sports, uh, I guess like Karth is a he, he's a physically fit soldier, very good at flying, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Sometimes, like, Troy goes through 
hard things and he doesn't want to talk about it so he sings about it and maybe that's just <laughs> what Karth needed is to sing about it oh you know actually for my audition I did uh, submit one additional file of Karth singing that he doesn't want to talk about it that's hilarious oh, that that is a that's amazing um, and I hope hopefully that will turn up in the uh, the Unreal adaptation. I would definitely like to see a musical number. Who knows? That would be Who great. Knows? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Scott is pretty tight lipped on this stuff, so we can't we can't uh, we can't get into spoilers uh, too much. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see if there's any Who any knows? musical Who numbers. Knows? So but yeah. that's that's pretty great. That's pretty great. I, I think uh, the uh, leadership parallel is probably the most uh, most accurate. Although I thought of it as well, but then I was like, well, Avern kind of takes the lead because he's the main character but but does he yeah <laughs> i mean nah karth karth, karth is the man yeah. pretty sure that's right i'm sure that's levi right. would disagree but uh yeah i kind of see like bastila i mean like they're not literally team mom team dad but like kind of like i think bastila is maybe the mom of the group and then like yeah. Bast or Karth is kind of the dad of the group and then I think like Avrin kind of earns his stripes to be like the main character you know but at first he's kind of just doing what everyone tells him to yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's accurate Karth feels like the dad of the group a little bit yeah I mean he literally is a dad so I'm, yeah, what, I oh yeah no 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 that's accurate yeah 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 depends on how you um how you unravel the story of course yeah he still is but yeah, but uh, yeah, I I mean that's like something we covered in our adaptation that is not going to happen. Uh, mm. It was just kind of a mm. pitch, you know, that will not nor ever has not happened. But uh, it's like Karth kind of needs to learn to trust again after um, it's revealed that Bastila lied about Revan, and then that Revan is you know, literally Revan. And I think, like, Karth struggles with giving people second chances, but in, in our views, like, Dust still teaches Karth how to uh, give second chances to Bastila and uh, to to Revan. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and... Yeah, I mean that's kind of one of the the neat things about the uh, the RPG elements is that you can you know you're changing your party so you can kind of create whatever sort you of can choose. paradigm of of leadership you want to have. But yeah, Karth definitely takes that role, um, I think. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to to ask you, um, thinking back on our our conversation with uh, Daniel Hodge, who's playing uh, Malik in the um, mm -hmm. adaptation, um, and uh, and Candorus uh, as well. Um, he mentioned that it was exciting for him, you know, because obviously um, I would, you know, I would guess that, you know, most everyone who's, you know, working on the voice team and, you know, doing the art and stuff were already big fans of Knights of the Old Republic. So one of the exciting things for him was just kind of, you know, finding this group of people that were as into Knights of the Old Republic as he was. And then you could you could talk about the game and different aspects of the game, you know, in ways that people didn't didn't understand. And you could learn things about the game from seeing other people's perspectives um and that's you know definitely something i think that that we've found here on the on the podcast too so martin i wanted to ask you know just being part of like the unreal cinema like like family uh, so to speak is that has that been like educational in any way tonight's the old republic 
you know, has it changed kind of the way you look at the game? Or um, is it interesting to see other people's, you know, kind of takes on the different characters and things? Yeah, uh, very. I think, um, uh, well, it's a bit uh, uh, ego to say that, but I think I have basically, uh, I have a really good grasp on Karth, but mm -hmm. it's uh, awesome to see how all of the voice actors have such amazing grasps on the character they're portraying. Like, I've played the game, I think, I, I've played it so many times I can play it in my head. Mm -hmm. At least, at least 14 times, I would say, at the very least. Um, and yet they still have such a better grasp of the character, even though I've played through it all these times, than I could possibly have. And that just goes to show how, um, what's the word, how excited and passionate everyone is for the mm -hmm. project, for the character, for the game. Everyone has gone completely beyond anything to just get everything just right. And I think that is amazing to see. Yeah, I think I think that that's really cool. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why Knights of the Old Republic is, you know, is, you know, so loved by people that that love it, because, you know, you can really sort of identify lots of things. Um, you know, you were drawn to the character of of Karth and, you know, for someone else, it might have been a different character. And you can really um, kind of, you know, just look at, at that character or that scenario or that location and take so much out of it, you know you know, personally for yourself. And that could be something completely different from someone else. So I think it's awesome when you get, you know, kind of a, a group of people who, you know, like to think about the story on, you know, kind of this kind of insane level like we do, um, you know, and, and get together and, you know, kind of, you know, go through like the thinking process on all this stuff um, is, is really, really cool. Um, and, you know, one of the things that is, you know, awesome about Knights of the Old Republic. The reason that we all love it is because of the characters. Um, you know, we all have our, our favorite characters. Um, mine is Joe Lee. Um, yours is, is Karth. Uh, why don't you, Martin, could you just tell us a little bit, like a, like kind of a, a summary of Karth, like what you see, like his uh, story in in the game in Knights of the Old Republic? Um, don't want to, you know, we're not not going to get into like spoilers for the Unreal Cinema stuff, but just when you're playing the game, what is kind of like the overarching like theme of his story? Um, if you kind of understand what I'm... Yeah, I, I get you. I think um, I thought about this too. Um, obviously, his, his background is very, very uh, sad, very dark, because he has a very sad background and he... He's just been betrayed by everyone that he's ever trusted. So he cannot get himself to trust anyone else. But he still holds on to his ideals. Like, for example, in the Spire, he refuses to go before everyone he knows he can save is safe. He mm -hmm. sticks to his duty, his honor, his ideals, even after everything he's been through. And the path and the the journey that he has in kotor is not a a path of redemption but a path of finding himself again to be able to trust other people to put his faith in well in this case in avran mm -hmm. yeah that's a beautiful summary and i think you 
really understand the character of Karth, and I'm glad to hear, like, you're so passionate about KOTOR and Karth, so I think, like, this role is in the best hands possible. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, kind of before we start uh, wrapping up, uh, Martin, has, you know, portraying Karth and the Unreal Cinema adaptation, has that, you know, kind of inspired you to seek out, like, other voice acting work or is this it for now or uh what do you what do you have on the radar any anything else we're going to be hearing your voice in or uh i wish i wish i unfortunately i've got a lot on my plate so unfortunately right now um i want to so if something uh reaches me then uh i would try but there's a lot on my plate and i don't think I would. Uh, it would be difficult to share my uh, attention between that project and this project. So I would prefer to just for now, at least, give my all for this project. Mm-hmm. And if I do find the time, then I would pursue other uh, voice acting options. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely understand that. And definitely, uh, it's good to kind of you know focus that attention. So uh, that's good to hear. And then as far as like kind of the logistics of it, um. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we're all scattered, you know, all around the all around the globe, you know, kind of this, you know, Cassie and myself here on the podcast, obviously, but the then the whole team from Unreal Cinema, you know, you're coming at us from from everywhere all around the planet. So how has that been um, kind of working and coordinating? Is it is Scott just, you know, calling you up on like a like a Zoom call or whatever and saying, hey, we need to we need to do this. And then then you do it and kind of submit it. Or are you trying to get together as more of like a team kind of a thing? Or what's the the process of getting this thing uh, recorded and out into the world like? Um, We try to go at it as a team. Uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, something comes in between and you have to like add one line or something. Uh, Obviously, that won't be in the team setting, but usually for recording, uh, we'll just plan a meeting. Uh, so we'll, you know, our uh, AD will handle the scheduling and uh, then we just get together and we record the lines as best we can. Uh, unfortunately, you know, because we have people in Australia, I'm in the Netherlands and then a lot of people in America, that means uh, not everyone can be happy all the time. <laughs> so. Unfortunately, I have had to record some lines like in the middle of the night, but usually it doesn't get terrible. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite a night owl myself, so it, it it's not, it's fine. I mean, Karth probably has a, a rugged, tired quality to him sometimes, you know, and that kind of yeah, fits the Yeah, I think character. It, it would fit. <laughs> Maybe also he, he can't sleep either after all the stuff he's seen, so it fits mm. perfectly. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to go over, Cassia, or? Well, I was just going to say, well, Karth sometimes says, I don't want to talk about it. And here we recorded a whole podcast episode, so. Uh, oh, grief. Oh, no. Yeah. It, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I fell so far out of character. I'm so sorry. No, it, it makes for a good podcast. And I think, like, the the at the end of Knights of the Old Republic, the game, uh, what Karth learns is, like, he needs to talk about things more, you know, and... It's mm-hmm. like kind of his therapy, like he opens up to people more. So, uh, yeah, in a way, you're kind of honoring like Karth's trajectory and arc, I think. So, yeah, 
Yeah. But if you guys do want, I I would totally be down to you know record another session where I just continue saying I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it would be pretty short too, I think. So you know we can just do that, no problem. I could do mine. It's like yeah, let's hear let's hear yours, Cassia. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it was like I think like, I like Oscar it. caliber stuff right there. I like know? it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is that is really good. That's really good. Um, but we'll we'll keep the uh, we'll keep the Karth lines to the professionals uh, going forward <laughs> at, forward. I think. But um, yeah, I think that it's awesome that you that you came on and uh, wanted to talk with us about this character, about this project. I think that that is uh, super fun. So um, anyone out there listening, make sure that you go and you watch this uh, this episode one trailer um, for the Spire, uh, which I think is going to be the official name of the first episode here. So go watch that. You, you can see Karth there and all of his glory. He's got like a, some stubble going on. Um, you know, things are, things are a bit hairy, uh, going on. The trailer is a lot of fun. So make sure, so make sure you, uh, you check that out. Tell that was a stubble and a hairy. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so yeah, so make sure you go check that out. And then of course you can go, um, to Unreal Cinema, they have a really great and active and supportive uh, Discord channel, which is uh, where we got hooked up with uh, talking to you, uh, Martin, on there. So I think you can also, um, you know, if you go to their uh, the Unreal Cinema YouTube page, they have a link to the Discord. So you can go there and, you know, kind of kind of chat and chat about KOTOR and, um, you know, see what, what's coming up and, you know, how the project is coming along, all that good stuff. So definitely go and check that out. Yeah. And thanks again for coming on. And... Thank you so much for having me. Should we say may the force be with you or should we say I don't want to talk about it? <laughs> Ooh, that's a difficult uh, question. That is a that is a difficult question. Why don't we, why don't we, we'll just wrap up with may the force be with you uh this week and then we'll have to stay tuned to the Unreal Cinema adaptation and see, and see if Karth mutters that uh that famous line from Knights of the Old Republic. All right. May the force be with us all. Public podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out. And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore. You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Old Republic Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at dennissmowersmusic.com. This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now. <laughs>